Hey folks, this is Rabble Rousing Rich Bergeron. It's the Tornado, it's Andenda. And Psychic Tom with his crystal ball and tarot cards ready to go. Alright, so the big story, uh, Tom sent me an email this week. Uh, USC might be for sale. Well, it's pretty much is. And it looks like uh, it's going to happen right around uh, UFC 200, believe it or not. I guess there's two companies that were competing to buy it that joined forces to come up with this $4.2 billion bid for the company. <coughs> it's a pretty uh, pretty big enticement for the Fortitas to sell. Uh, I've also heard, though, that uh, everything is going to run exactly as is. You know, like they said, uh, the UFC said when they bought Strikeforce, business as usual. <laughs> before they tore it down but uh, Dana White's still gonna be there uh, the Fertitta's uh, matchmakers there that they installed uh, Sean Shelby and uh, who's the other guy there um, Joe something Joe Silva both uh, still be in play but um, <coughs> they're uh, you know obviously within their rights to make other changes if they want but uh, apparently the whole production team is gonna stay as is and uh, we'll see what happens but uh, the word is, uh, like I said the last time we talked about this, is that the Fertitas are looking to buy an NFL team and bring it to Vegas. So, um, you know, with the NFL season coming up in in uh, September, who knows if they could get it done in time. But, uh, you know, it would make sense if the deal goes through in July, by the time the season starts. I mean, obviously they wouldn't have a stadium built or anything but you know they could buy a team we lose Tom uh, oh. so what do you think about this uh, UFC sale I'm just uh, the first situation right um, and then the second thing there's been so many rumors about Joe Rogan because uh, it's just coming up, and he's went public saying that if it, if the um, organization's killed, he didn't think he would keep going. But if Dana stays around, see, that's the big question. And there's still another, I mean, I just have mixed feelings on this. Because on the one hand, it, it, things do need to shake up. And uh, if this Robert Kraft rumor is true, maybe this could lead to um, a, a more equitable pay um, situation for the fighters if they could get rid of that. Uh, but again, I'm sure there's a, just a ton of legalities on, on that situation, but right. uh, I, I'd be kind of optimistic about it. And, and yet, on the other hand, I'm so, yeah, but, but I'm, I'm so used to, uh, to Rogan, I mean, I know that uh, commentators come and go, but um, we'll see how it goes. So I guess I, I, I'd have to say it's, it's just, I just kept thinking it was just nothing but rumors. But this is looking like it's way beyond the rumor stage. Yeah, there's actually sealed bids. Um, there's a whole article I read about it today that uh, a Chinese group and then an American group actually joined forces to come up with a $4.2 billion bid. And the Fertitas uh, at first denied that there was any sale stuff going on, but... You know, mm -hmm. when you have a, a sealed bid process, there's, there's a major investment firm involved and... You know, it's hard to keep that stuff secret. Somebody in the yeah. company there that's arranging all this paperwork is going to step up and say something, you know. 
and it's obviously nobody that's been outsourced, but, uh, you know, people have their ways of finding stuff out. Um, so it's going to be sold pretty much almost a guarantee. We can, we, we, we can all, go ahead. I would like if they bought it to, for them to get rid of Dana White, but they want him to stay on, apparently, is what I'm hearing. Well, that, again, that, that's such a wild card because Dana was a key blink in getting the Fertitas in there in the first place. And would a new management necessarily want him to stay? I mean, these are all questions we just don't know. But, you know, if, if we look at the history, we look at uh, when, uh, when the Japanese uh, person of pride being a Japanese organization, and they were um, uh, far more generous with fighter pay, you know, in the early part of the last uh, decade. Right. Uh, and a lot of talent, uh, especially a lot of Brazilians. And, uh, of course, you know, Mark Coleman, Don Fry, a lot of the big names from the late 90s went to Pride because the money was just so good. Yeah. I'm surprised that there's no Japanese influence being talked about here. And remember what Robert Kraft's motivation would be. Robert Kraft? What about him? Yeah, I, I just wonder what, uh, you know, you have to think he has a, a full plate now. <laughs> I wonder what, uh, what's uh, Spike his interest in the whole deal. No, I don't. I don't think I heard you earlier when you you mentioned Robert Kraft. What's his involvement in this? I have no idea. I haven't heard anything. Well, he he was mentioned as one of the possible buyers. Oh, wow! That would be interesting. <laughs> yeah, and and that's you know kind of scratching my head, saying uh, you know, isn't only uh, a perennial Super Bowl competitor isn't isn't that enough? I mean, geez. <laughs> so. See how it, we'll just have to see how it shakes out. Yeah. Uh, we also have another MMA fighter talking about going into boxing. This is kind of an interesting story I found out about this week. Um, Tyron Woodley is a uh, UFC star now. Uh, and it comes to mind, you know, the whole Mayweather-McGregor thing. It won't happen because of the co-promotion issues and stuff that I've been talking about. But uh, here is uh, Adrian Broner trying to be like Floyd again, trying to set this up with uh, Tyron Woodley, who, uh, as far as I know, has no boxing experience whatsoever. Um, but he wants to go into boxing. But, you know, it's funny how these guys just say this stuff, and they don't think about the reality of the situation. Uh, I don't know if his contract's up anytime yeah, soon. I, but. I, I, just, I just don't see what the market would be um, I'm just not, I, you know, I don't understand that. You said Woodley with with no person he wants to fight Adrian Broner's. Yeah. Oh. I don't think that would be a good idea for him anyway, but, uh, you know, the whole idea of setting these fights up, people seem not to realize that you have to uh, abide by your contract if you want to stay in the UFC. Their contract doesn't allow anything like that, so you'd literally have to either uh, like Connor said he was going to do retire or you'd have to uh, at the end of your contract say I'm just not re-signing and then go do the boxing match and then maybe come back if they let you <clears throat> I guess if he beat he wins maybe you ought to stay in boxing right <laughs> well you know I, I have to wonder if uh, they're looking at, at the um, pay potential Right. Um, if that would be a motive of some of the uh, MMA guys wanting to get into boxing, if they think they could somehow 
get a boost past the uh, four and six rounders that, that you have to work your way up in boxing. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm still not sure what it for. You have to work your way up. And I see a lot of them are trying to talk to the same thing, you know. It's probably 20 times more than you made more than any folks combined. Yeah. So, yeah, but that was, if I can start off with an Adrian Brenner, start off with an Adrian Brenner, I'm able to get a fight basically on HBO or Showtime, and, you know, so it's like, I'm making more weight there than I would for most of my UFC or MMA fights. Right. Yeah, it's obviously a big incentive for the money. Um, but he's saying he's of not going to... Yeah, that puts a lot of pressure on those guys, too. Though. If they're going to make a lot of money for their first pro fight and just get toured and make fools out of themselves, which you'd have to think that's what the odds are would happen, or maybe this trend could come to an end pretty quick. <laughs> you want to get into boxing? Fine. Start at the four-rounders like everyone else. Line up. Yeah. Exactly. That's interesting, too. I mean, I wonder if the commissions would have anything to say about that, whether that's acceptable or not. If a guy has no boxing experience going up against somebody who's a world champion. Well, and, and then it could kind of work the other way. You remember a few years ago, Tyson Fury was saying he could, uh, this is when Cain Velasquez uh, ruled the worst, you know, as the heavyweight champ. And Tyson Fury was calling him out uh, for an MMA fight under MMA rules. Right. And Velasquez just kind of shook his head and said, hey, <laughs> you, know, you ain't jumping the line on all these other competitors, you know, just start off at the, you know, start off and work your way up. Right. The other thing, too, is he says he's not going to do it. Um, he's basically saying if he beats um, Robbie Lawler, because he's got a title shot with Robbie Lawler coming up at UFC 201. So it's now, uh, it's not definite, seeing if he beats him. But even then, then, now you're a title holder. So how, how the hell you, is the UFC going to let one of their title holders, uh, which is a totally different well, kind yeah, of restriction. Yeah, it, it just doesn't make sense. And it makes even less sense. It, it just makes even less sense that he's talking this kind of trash with the biggest fight of his life coming up. But yeah. the hell is he thinking? I mean, uh, uh, to me, if I was on his brain trust, I'd say we got one thing to focus on. And that's Robbie Lawler. Right. Forget this nonsense. Just just don't talk about it right now. I mean, that's just, it, it's damn near disrespectful. I mean, I don't think Lawler needs any more incentive, but I think he, you know, I mean, I'd, I'd have to think that Lawler would think, what the hell is this guy talking about? He's already got me beaten. He's looking past me already. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, we had another uh, MMA fighter die this week as well. Uh, some mystery surrounding this one. Um, guy named J.P. Cole. Supposedly, he was playing Russian roulette. Uh, and there's just some weird uh, situations here in this report. First of all, I read um, the wife had put out a GoFundMe page saying that he lost his life to gunplay. Uh, and made a bad decision or something like that. Then she said, oh, the witnesses said it was uh, Russian roulette. But and then people said he was buying. So how could there be witnesses? I just don't know. But um, it was uh, apparently he did some uh, money troubles, and maybe he just outright killed himself. But I don't know. It's uh, 
crazy situation. He's originally from uh, New Orleans, became a professional MMA fighter in 2012, and uh, left behind a wife and a four-year-old daughter. Terrible. It's crazy stuff. To Russian roulette. It's a little bit more dangerous of a sport. <laughs> There's a lot more yeah. deaths. Yeah. <laughs> I always think of the deer hunter whenever, whenever yes. that phrase comes exactly. up. I always think of the deer hunter. Yeah, that's a great movie. Part of our Russian roulette. Uh, Fedor, coming back to the UFC, or coming to the UFC, uh, apparently. It's the word. Uh, Coming out. He's uh, trying to negotiate a contract. Again, it's not M1 that runs his career now, but it's also a situation much like the M1 situation where his management team has to be involved in making the deal. Uh, they might not insist on co-promoting this time, but obviously there's some nuances there, you know, with, uh, with the Russian backers involved. But he's got a fight coming up this weekend, actually. I think it's this weekend. Against uh, Fabio Maldonado. Actually, it must be tomorrow because the weigh-in was recently. I, mean, I think the weigh-in was today. Uh, but Fabio has been in the UFC. He's been in uh, Bellator, I think. Fought, uh, I think he fought Rampage Jackson the last time. But uh, everybody touts his boxing record. Oh, he's got this great boxing record. If you ever go on BoxRec and look at his opponents, you won't think that record is so great anymore. <laughs> uh, and the emphasis is on the word opponents, <laughs> as they're called, when they uh, are not expected to win. So he's, uh, he's basically just working out the details, trying to figure out how he's going to make it work. And we might see him in the UFC fairly soon. Nobody wants to fight Andre Ward. That's another story this week. Uh, he has basically uh, just a few months to go. No, a few weeks to go. I think he's supposed to have a fight on July 30th, and he's got no opponent yet. Big card. Yeah. Must be put together. No opponent. Yeah, he's definitely going to need a tune-up for uh, November with uh, Kovalov. Right. I hear uh, Conor McGregor might be available. No. <laughs> <laughs> too soon, too soon after this uh, USC. Um, he's actually uh, back in the mix. We talked about that last week. He's he's back uh, under the UFC banner, talking about uh, the rematch there with uh, Nate Diaz. So that's that's been set in stone, I think, for UFC 202. So we won't see that. But we do have uh, another situation where a guy might be uh, walking away from the UFC after his fight here. Uh, Rory McDonald fighting Stephen yes. uh, Thompson, the Wonder Boy, he's called. It's a pretty big fight. And, uh, you know, it could determine whether he stays or goes. Uh, also, this whole purchase thing might change things because he might think, well, you know, if it's going to be under new ownership, maybe it's worth sticking around. But I really don't think um, the rebuild deal is going to be affected by this whole ownership change. And that's, I think, one of the things that pisses him off more than anything about the contracts is that you cannot make outside money. You just have to basically rely on your fight pay and whatever Reebok decides to pay you, uh, which is different for every fighter. So. Well, I wonder how long that Reebok deal is in effect. 
It was six years from the date it was signed. So oh, and that was 2014. Yeah, it was July yeah. 2014 it took effect. Yeah. And yeah, so it's two years in, just about four more years. <laughs> Damn. It's, it's gonna be a long. I, I mean, time. I I I have to think that any new buyer, uh, I don't see that as a positive. No. But I mean, they're really buying the when anybody buys any kind of big business like that they usually decide on the price by saying all right well what did you guys make for income last year as a business and then they either triple it or quadruple it or in this case it's like 10 times what they made uh but it's you know it's something like uh, bottom line profits is what they're looking at more than anything rather than you know what kind of contracts you have And just because the last owners signed it doesn't mean uh, you can just come in as a new owner and say, well, I don't agree with that because I didn't sign that deal. So we're not going to do that. You know, they get sued. <laughs> so it is what it is. Anyway, we also have uh, Bellator fights coming up. Bellator 156 tomorrow night. Uh, Marcos Galvo, Eduardo Dantas. So that's a pretty big fight there. World Series of Fighting action. World Series of Fighting 31 also this weekend. Just uh, waiting for all this stuff to load so I can tell you exactly what's what. Box Rec isn't cooperating either, of course. But I do know um, we got some big boxing matches coming up. Also, a uh, big boxing match over uh, last weekend. Um, Ruslan Provodnikov. Had a big loss, John Molina Jr. It was a tough one. Yeah, you know what? I thought Kovacic had been very well early, but then um, Molina, you know, just you know, used his jab, um, you know, used his height, and kept the fight on the outside and just picked up points. And, uh, of course, our former guest, uh, Joseph Olegale, had a big win over... Um, Phil LaGreco, both former guests that we had on a couple uh, of did, did either one of you guys watch that? I did not, but it I was a uh, unanimous decision, okay, I believe. Uh, because I, I just couldn't get it on bounce uh, TV, and I, maybe, I, maybe I was just an idiot, but uh, I just could not, <laughs> it just didn't work. Finally, it was about 9.20, I gave, I gave up on it, because I, you know, I tried, mm -hmm. but... Um, I don't know if it, the problem was with me or, you know, if there was a technical issue because it was just, you know, I, I got the preview, there was all the, the past fights on there, but it was supposed to be streamed live and I just couldn't pick it up. Hmm. Yeah, I just ended up getting, having too much going on, so I didn't watch it. But <clears throat> I was actually glad for Joseph, you know, it's a big win for him and, uh, you know, Phil is obviously going to come back and keep keep going but you know Joseph uh, had a couple tough losses and got right back in there and uh, dominated here so obviously uh, his hard work paid off and two interviews <laughs> maybe helped I don't know <laughs> so anyway that's uh, that was from last weekend still waiting for box rack. Oh, what's up with my computer today 
and let me say a little bit of information this weekend. Um, I, I, I fell asleep with, um, you know, before it, you know, became on the air. <laughs> I, it's like, I, I had my phone, like, next to me, and I fell asleep. And around three of them, got phone buzzes. And I think it was, like, somebody notifying me of, like, the knockout. Um, that was the Vasily Lomachenko fight. And, I mean, wow. I mean, what did he put on Rocky Martinez? You know, he was hitting with that straight left, straight left, straight left, and he buckled him. And he got Martinez moving to his left and walked right into a left hook. Which is a right hook, and that was good night. And someone called you at 3 o'clock in the morning, Tony? <laughs> no, um, I don't know, they didn't call me, I don't know if they um, like messaged me on Facebook or something. Oh, okay. I got like a Facebook notification that said it does. You know, okay, I mean, look, I, I know you're a rabid fan, but I was going to call you at 3 in the morning, you know. Yeah, right. You know, hey. Just do just not do it. And I think it's like, you know, like when you don't want to know something, um, when you shut up like all social media, you shut your phone off and you know everything, you don't check any internet or anything. And then you get it from like the most obscure place. Um, it's kind of like, like say, say I was at the um, Rock Haven that night, so that's when the well, I can't even, it's usually during the weekend of a big fight card. So it was end up, you know, just shutting everything on social media to I didn't get home and then, um, you know, the DVD or, you know, whatever. And the fight card really was really good. They just got really hot and he was the premier pitcher really at the time. And he started an opening day, and I got to work, unfortunately. So I'm in a bad mood, I can So I was like, I don't want nobody to tell me anything. I shut my phone off. I shot, you know, I went the internet, we listened to the radio, I was checking the radio off the whole drive home. Told all my friends, don't call me, don't text me, don't nothing me, don't email me. Don't know, wait, I, I covered all these bases. I didn't understand that I didn't realize I would be communicating with relations on the road. And the first guy was like, hey man, you hear about Sarah's growing? No. You don't have to open there. Hey, I think it's much to make it home, Hawks and Hollows. There's always that one, there's always that one. That, uh, yeah. it, it, just, it just doesn't get the word. That's uh, quoting President Kennedy when there was that one ship that almost had to be missed. And it was so funny. Nelson, the guy. I was just laughing, so I just wanted to get it. People still talk? There's all this tension in the White House, and finally President Kennedy just burst it out laughing. He says, there's always one son of a bitch that doesn't get the word. <laughs> and they had a big laugh about it. The world was almost blown up. And uh, uh, that's the situation there, Tony. Always one guy, you know, just doesn't get it. Uh, we also had uh, June 11th. We had uh, Demetrius Andrade, or Andrade, whatever you want to call him. Uh, he beat up on Willie Nelson. Not sure what the actual result, but that was among the. Yeah, I had that. 
You guys are crap. Yeah, Alright. Uh, nothing going right this week, but uh, we got a million action in Mexico. Uh, Carlos, only he is 25, 6 fighting Harrieto, who's 27-8-2. He's fighting, or actually, uh, John is main as a super featherweight for the WC Trash Super title. Uh, 60 and 10. 6 and 10 loss. Uh, he's lost 2 out of his last. He's fighting Christopher Lost Frasic. So, Christopher is 29 That should be a big fight uh, in Mexico. See what else we got on the box schedule. I have uh, big fights week. I guess they got the memo that there's three events. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that fights this week again. TBA. Yeah. Lots of TBAs. One guy's against day and then the guy card. The only fights. Yeah, I'm not sick who is 9, 3, and 2, and he's fighting TBA. Fights on still don't know They probably do. They just didn't like, didn't like box track me. Holy. Uh, here's the case where uh, there's a random fight that I thought was interesting. I always have, but I really hope the female fights. <laughs> Ashley Hayes, but like fighting a guy named Dibra Riaz, IYZ. His record's four wins, 98 losses, four losses. Damn. Looking for fights here, guys. <laughs> 100. You know, you have to be promoting that when someone uh, just can't make it and there's like two days before, and you guys know that happens all the time. Something fun. Uh, and and we, and we know these promoters um, all have a list of those guys, and because you, you gotta wonder, but damn, what a living! Ninety-eight hmm. losses. Uh, wonder, wonder how many times he was KO in the ninety-eight. Hmm. And sometimes you don't have a guy, and you know, instead of getting a little bit of a it seems to be a bigger problem with these, though. It's like, it's kind of crazy because uh, in the United States, you don't hear about guys like that. You know, there are, of course, people like that yeah. here, but it's just not as prevalent, especially with, the, you know, over 50 losses. <laughs> okay, it's like almost every week. Is like, so. Trained. Yeah, some basics. This kid wouldn't bear a myth. How did he train? I get the bag. So 
<laughs> Damn. No sparring. You, you know, you have to, the, the, some, some fighters have things that you can't train, like heart, determination, but a lot of things that you can teach them if they don't know it. And that sounds like that guy. Man, what a sad story. Well, I only guys that I used to train with in Philadelphia, and these are guys that I started with. These were tough guys. And a lot of times, you would see a guy, and he'd have, like, a 2-8 and eight record, or, like, a 1-9 and nine record, or, you know, something like that. You know, I see these guys, why losing fights? And my friends, the one that a nice enough guy, a trainer, but he wasn't a good manager. And what he would do is he would just try to, you know, he would grab anything he could. Um, you know, so if a, uh, like a promoter called him up and said, you know, listen, hey, you know, we want to get a fight and we'll give you, and they would give him more money, um, you know, to step in. Like the one time he put him in making his pro debut against the guy that was an Egyptian um, Olympian making his pro debut. Well, you know, our guy got beat. You know, the guy ended up butting him and breaking his nose and fought really dirty. Well, this guy was, you know, ended up going far enough to fight Joe Calzaghe. Wow. So, and my, and my friends take him on in, in basically their pro debuts. Hmm. Um, I've known other guys that really were put in fights, and it's like, man, that's not a good matchup. You're getting a guy that's, you know, experienced and, um, you know, has a better record, has a better pedigree, you know, and, and you're throwing a guy in there that, you know, doesn't have that experience to going up against him. You know, only because you're getting two hundred dollars more. You know, you, you're letting your guys get beat. Uh, even one time, uh, Teddy Atlas got on his case on ESPN because he was one fighter that was still a very good friend of mine. We still talk on Facebook, and he was against a fighter, and he was um, they, they matched him up over his head. And he was a really caliber fighter, and he was getting beat pretty bad, and he got knocked down a couple times. And the Atlas was like, this damn fight should be stopped. And he's yelling. Oh, yeah. I remember. Yeah, he's like, this trainer, he ought to be like, I'm telling you, you know, how intense he gets. This is a disgrace that you would do that to your fighter, you know. Or you put him in there against a the fighter that he had no chance of winning. And, 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 and then not stopping it. And he was a flipping out. It was um pretty ugly. Yeah, he can get pretty ugly yeah. sometimes. Yes, he can. It's kind of funny to watch, but you know, it's you know something he takes care seriously. So, good What's for him. Serious bitch? Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's not, you can have a bad day on the golf course and just get embarrassed. <laughs> but a bad day yeah. in the ring, it can can have serious consequences. Damn serious. All right. I mean, it's it's just. And a lot of like I said, it's it's not a big as uh, as it is in May, but uh, uh, Premier Boxing had a really nice card this weekend, Saturday, NBC. Zero's in the 90s. <laughs> they see only one for the is 1100. 10-0, Jose Alex Quisada, he's not fighting during career. 8 and 10, so don't be fighting. But the man, of course, uh, won Carlos Payano, and he's 17-0. Fighting Rauche Warren, that's one of Floyd's old boys. He's 15 and 1. And WB World Title, the World Bank, can't that. And IBO World Bank, on the card with uh, Erickson, Lundin, 15-0. Going up against it. Daniel Sandler, 38 and so a nice spot for Erickson. He's going to see. Is that always just a record or real? And we also have Hugh Sandler, and a member's got to go here. He is in C. Sulecki, pronouncing E. And if that ain't enough, we've got two other decent fights here to mention. 43 at lightweight, Fios Jr. Also, Alex Martin, 12 and 0 at welterweight. 
Fighting Carlos, who is 19 and 2, one draw. And the rest are just stuff. There's another one from Comrade. Everybody's fighting TBA. Jay Segura, 32, 4 and 1. Anyway, fighting TBA. Paul Mendez, 19, 2 and 2. Anyway, fighting TBA. <laughs> the big one's there. Let's see if we got anything else. Now, here's a guy who has also fight. He's in a main event fight in Indian, Indiana. Is heavyweight he won two and then Jim Woods and uh, he's lost four of his last six of the two draws. So I guess a fight. There's no card uh, 10, 15, and two. fight. Yeah. Anthony Bowman, super all former guest of ours on this card. Uh, eight no fight. Be it here in and uh, obviously Bobby Gunn Sr. was none too happy about Jimbo dying. And I did check that whole uh, event there, um, NBC. We just over that whole card. That's voted by another former guest of ours, Leon Margulis. Talked to him after the uh, Rances Bartholomew versus Arash Mani card there fight, and uh, kind of have, have a bit of hate about the uh, scorecard on that one. So there has been no rematch. Love to see that. One of these weeks. Here's a house 500 record. New England fights. This guy's not fighting for. They've got a boxing card attached to the MMA card up here in Maine on Saturday. Listen, uh, Bird of Whale at midnight and 71 losses. And that's a lot. He's fighting Russell, who's in two. Uh, we got Barry on this card at Super Light. 11 1 and 1, fighting James Lester. 10 and 1. Vinny 11 weight as well. He is fighting France Morella, 17-10. Steve Jr. at 7-1. Jose Humbel Carra, who's 19-1. It's uh, Steve Collins on. Preston. Also, my coach is fighting another weight. He last week. Yeah, I'll thank him and uh, his training people. He's uh, probably overmatched anybody at any time. That's why the promotion loves him so much, I guess. But is that perfect? I don't know why. That about does it for schedule. Big boxing matches up to uh, Saturday. And we'll have to look at the uh, Thompson versus McDonald card. So Rory McDonald is 18-3 coming into this one. Steven Thompson is 12-1. And, and uh, I really enjoyed watching Steven's last fight. Uh, <clears throat> first time I've seen somebody sidekick somebody in the head. <laughs> it's pretty entertaining. Uh, Donald Cerrone, the cowboy, is also on the card. He's in the main event against Patrick Kay. Cerrone is 29-7-0, and uh, Patrick is 29. Uh, I was surprised Michael Bisping actually with Patrick Cote in the in the pre-fight picks the other night. I'm thinking Donald Cerrone has one pretty locked up. He just had a bad night against uh, Dawson Yost there, but uh, it's just a, an incredible workhorse, and 
He's actually got a full training camp under his belt for this one. He didn't have to do it on a few weeks' notice, which is new. <laughs> he, uh, he likes to spend his money, apparently. So what happens a lot with him is he'll have a fight, and then all of a sudden, you know, he, he ends up having uh, a situation where he needs more money because he spent all the money from that fight. <laughs> so he had a short notice fight. Happens all the time with him. Uh, one time, I think he bought like a forty-dollar uh, water ski boat. I guess he does wakeboarding, not waterboarding. That's crazy. So I guess he's always trying to put on amazing fights too, because he wants those bonuses. Uh, Cowboy and Cote. Well, Steve Bossy, eleven and two, fighting Sean O'Connell, who's seventeen and seven. Olivier Aubin Mercier. Also on the card. Sorry. Let's uh, bump down the list here. Right, we'll go back to that one. Valerie Laterno, also on the card. She's eight and four, fighting Wan Calderwood, who is ten and. She's one of my favorite contestants from The Ultimate Fighter. So love that accent. But she's uh, she's also a really tough fighter. She's like uh, you know. A little princess when you hear her talk, but <laughs> she fights like a thug. Uh, we also have, uh, as I said, Steve Bossy, 11 and 2, fighting Sean O'Connell, who's 17 and 7. Olivier Benchier, who's 7 and 2, from Tibalt Gauti, who's 11. Jason Sago, 11 and 2, fighting Leandro Sosa, who's 19, 3 and 1. Misha Sarkunov, 11 and 2, fighting Ian Kutelaba, who's 11 and 1. Tamden McCrory, way down in the fight of the night. He's 14 and 3, fighting Christoph Jotko, who's 17 and 1. Joe Soto came in on short notice a while back in a big fight. He's uh, 15 and 5, fighting Chris Beal, who's 10 and 2. Let's see what else we got. Sure, dog's giving me issues now. So, what do you think about this one, Tom? Got any um, Steve, Stephen Thompson is such is just such an enigma. I mean, he's kind of uh, you know with that karate style and how he's so good at switching. Um, and you know, what's a cliche if you can control the range and control the movement? But so far. Uh, uh, it, so, it, so far, it just seems like um, uh, Rob, um, you know, it seems like he's just been able to get away with it. So, man, you know, this is just another one of those that just keep going, you know, just sort of going back and forth. But uh, something tells me Thompson's going to pull off the upset. I don't know why I did this one. Uh, I have no idea. I think I checked the odds. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I, I haven't, but uh, I don't know. Thompson's just on the road. Now, now, again, McDonald's is a, a smart guy, and so far he's been able to adapt to anything, but it's just, uh, not just really hitting everything just with that whole new style. And uh, uh, McDonald did bring in a karate guy uh, to work with him, but it's a little bit different from in the gym and in the actual fight, so I'll have to go with Thompson very slightly. Cote versus Cowboy. 
You with us, Tom? Yeah, you know, Cote um, is naturally the bigger guy. So I think that, you know, Cowboys naturally got the speed advantage, maybe a little more uh, aggressive, but, uh, man, that's, again, good matchmaking. But I think I'll stick with Cote on that one. All right. So you're going to second Bisping's pick. Uh, I would agree with it. I mean, I... Uh, who did Bisping go with for the um, for the main event? Do you remember? Because I don't. I didn't catch that part. I just was flipping through the channels and happened to catch him talking about the cowboy fight. All right, I'm just waiting for my computer here, but uh, we're going to talk about uh, Galvo versus Dantas next. It's a big Bellator card. What's up with this thing tonight? It's just dragging. Anyway. This is the uh, rematch. Not sure how the first one went, but <coughs> Galvo versus Dantas 2. Sure Dog's getting like box wreck with all this pop-up shit. It's from the uh, Save Mart Center in Fresno, California. I can definitely tell you that. Star Night on Spike TV. My computer does not want to cooperate with me. But come on. Any minute now, we'll get this up. This is totally. There we go. All right, got the bottom of the card anyway. Oh no, that's that's the U.S. Amanda uh, Marcos, we didn't mention she's fighting Jocelyn Jones at Liebarger. Marcos comes in at 5 and 3, Liebarger 6 and 2. Jonathan Munier is 7 and 0, fighting Colby Covington, who's 8 and 1. Ali Bagatonov is 13 and 4, fighting Gianna Herrera. That's the first fight of the night. So we can close that one out. Hopefully the Bellator card is going to cooperate with us. All right. It is loaded. Right, the co-main event there is Chidi Njikawani, who is 14-4, fighting Tiago Jambo Gonzalez, who's 18-4. Also card John Salter, 11-3, fighting Brandon Halsey, who's 9-1. Chris Honeycutt, 7-1, fighting Mikel Parlo, who's 13-2. AJ Matthews, 8-4, fighting Ben Ryder, 15-1-1. And Jermaine McDermott, 2-0, fighting Blake Watkins, who's 5-0. Paul Ruiz, fighting Christian Buron. Ruiz is 6-3, Buron is 
Uh, Javi Ayala, 8-5, fighting Ray Botton, who is 14-7. Nick Bustamante, 3-1, fighting Antoine Smith, who is 2-5-1. And, and we got CJ Keith versus Carrington Banks. Word just opened for no reason here. That's pretty much it. Sorry. And we got uh, Josh Copeland versus uh, Ivanov. I guess Blagoy Ivanov in uh, World Series of Fight 31. It's on uh, NBCSN. Big fight. And it's taking forever. Any of you guys got uh, while we're waiting for this to load? No, unfortunately not really. Um, you know, I lost, lost a few boxing matches last week, and that's really been about it. Um, I did hear a funny comment um, at work. One guy was asking me about the upcoming um, Pitchco Fury rematch. So this guy, he's a nice guy, but, you know, he tries to talk about things that he knows nothing about, just to talk. Hmm. You hear like that guy in the office that he'll, he'll try to talk to you about anything, just just talk. So he'll try to make a conversation on something you know about, but he doesn't know about. So about eight or nine months ago, I was uh, walking through, through the office on my way out, and out of nowhere, he's like, tell me, who's going to be the next heavyweight champion of the world? Hmm. Well, and this is before... Pitch going Fury fought, and I was not picking Pitch and Fury. And then he stops, and then he has the follow-up question. Hmm. Now, don't let it too hard when I say this. Who's going to be the next heavyweight champion of the world? Do you think it will be Manny Pacquiao? I said he's, he's, only, he's only about 70 pounds too light. <laughs> and he's retired. <laughs> Yeah, because it's like, well, this is before he retired. Oh. Um, and then the one today was, hey, who's the heavyweight champion right now? I said, it's Tyson Fury. Oh. Is he a left paw? <laughs> left paw. <laughs> Moving right along. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. uh, yeah, that's probably not uh, too smart of him. Smoking far, as I like to say. Alright, now I've somehow got off the World Series of Fighting page. Well, I guess we don't have to go over that one. <laughs> on MBSN, if you want to watch it. We've actually got a bunch of stuff on our uh, website, fightnewsunlimited.com, of course. Go check that out. Um, but we've got a bunch of stuff on that uh, card. I think I just published something today on it. So it's there if you want to see it. If you want to check it out on Sherdog, check it out there. But I think that's going to be all for us tonight. And we'll work on getting a big time guest next week for the next broadcast. Alright, Sounds good to me. And that's all. Well, I'm going to go crash, but i got to get up early tomorrow.